Yeah. Yeah, man. I woke up with a bunch of shit on my mind I'm breaking the curses through the verses for a stick and design The time's wilder than they ever been Vibing in the salt like a terrapin Laughing to aspire through the heavy ones The beast roll up They got no chances on advancing when my piece roll up We keep it cooking like rotisserie The mystery on how to navigate through it all We're stepping smarter than we bothered with the breaks in the fall So whether burning hot for summer or be mad in the cold I call a robber MC so we can stroll down the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Rob the MC Cole, let's hit the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast Your boy, I've been uh, gone for some time guys Trying to figure out new ways to make the podcast interesting and refreshing um, And I've just recently joined the XJW group um, on uh, really cool apps uh, One of the apps is called Single uh, Signal it's a really cool app that allows you to talk incognito. Who knows if that's really true or not. But a good friend of mine who's been on already, uh, Ty, has an interesting story to tell us about his, 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 his world and the, and the psychedelics, his, his experience, his journeys into the world of psychedelics. And so I'm excited to have him on. Uh, many times as, as we leave the Watchtower organization or the Jehovah's Witness religion, a lot of us experience feeling shame for uh, just trying to experiment and try different things and there is a lot of science out there when it comes to you know different uh, psychedelics and the the, the 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 good the bad the ugly of them but it seemed to be something to be more embraced in society now for me personally guys that have you know i grew up with two parents who were addicted to narcotics so that's a little difficult for me i don't know if it's something that i would necessarily indulge in but i do think it's interesting for us as we break the shackles of our uh, the way we're socialized in the Watchtower to be open to different experiences, and some of them have scientific research to be possibly good for us. And so Ty will be giving us his journey. And so everybody, welcome in, my boy. Welcome back, tied up, aka my man Ty. What's up, Ty? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. What's good, man? Thanks, thanks for having me back, man. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm happy for you and the uh, the podcast. You're keeping it going, and um, yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. What what, what it do, man? <laughs> it's like where do I start? <laughs> it's nice to have a voice that's deeper than mine's on here, which is good. Um, <laughs> which are most people's voices, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, Ty, let's talk about that, man. So you know, like like on a previous episode, we talked about how we grew up in the DMV area. You're you're more so the DMV side. I'm more so the Baltimore side. Um, mm-hmm. but um, talk about your experience your thought process when it comes to psychedelics when you were in the watchtower and versus leaving the watchtower how you've begun to embrace it let's talk about your first experience so let's start like this what was your yeah. your opinion of, of psychedelics um when you were in the watchtower when you were a witness all right so um so my opinion it, it was uh i thought it was way more than what it was like i thought it was way more crazy than what it was. Um, I didn't have any solid facts on it, but just based on like the connotation mentioned with the word acid and like some movie references that, uh, uh, kind of led you to believe that you see some crazy shit while you're on acid. Never really got interested in it like that until I started reading more. You know what I'm saying? And I started reading more the second time I was this fellowship 
Um, and not, not reading psychedelic stuff, just reading regular books that, in which the author happened to have that experience with psychedelics. So, uh, that piqued my interest, man. And, um, you know, and with this being me, being a second time being at fellowship, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try any and everything. So, so to answer your question, before, before I, uh, I left the org, my, my, my view on it was like, it was crazy. And you'll, I, I thought that you'll start hallucinating and see like dinosaurs. I just thought you could really go insane on this stuff. But as I started educating myself more, I, I really understood the science and history behind what actually psychedelics are. That's true. The the Watchtower, you know, the, being a witness, you're you're very much a conservative. Like no sex before marriage, no really culturally no rated R movies, even though they don't explicitly say it. They do put it in articles and they kind of encourage you not to watch rated R movies. Um, right. You know, masturbation is a is a negative thing. Um, you know, um, you know, th- yeah. marijuana is not approved of, and um, things of that nature. Even blood transfusions are a thing. So, from a social point of view, growing up as a witness is generally. A very conservative experience, and even they don't support LGBTQ uh, community at all. They're and they're they're very much against same sex marriages and things of that nature. So, for you to yeah. to 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 take the time once you've left to do a little research and find so kind of walk our audience through you know because a good portion of our audience is XJWs as well or people who are just interested in the subject. Walk us through some of the research that you found to be interesting and intriguing enough for you then to want to get into even experimenting or trying with that. Kind of walk us through that 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 research. What did you look up, and what were some of the yeah. things that really that caught your mind? Okay, um, uh, let me try to think of the first thing, and to just real quick to add on to what you were saying about the, how conservative the organization is. Uh, they also really discourage you reading outside material for leisure. If it's not even awake or a watchtower, you know what I'm saying? And so with that being said, I wasn't even able to read as many books as I am reading now because I felt like I'm cheating the organization by not taking that time and reading the awake and the watchtower magazines. Um, so yeah, that, that also was a big contribution to me being delayed in my interest in, in this. Uh, but like, look, the first book, I want to say the first book, actually I noticed it was the first book. So I was still in the organization deed up and I, and I was reading it into me getting reinstated i was still reading it it was called how to change your mind by michael Pollan. how to change your mind by michael Pollan. and i think that i'm trying to oh oh this is exactly what happened when i was out and that was a fellowship i had read a book that in which the person had a running with mushrooms and the, the story was really weird I didn't really pay much attention to it, but I knew that if I was a social, I was going to try everything like sexually <laughs> and like drug wise. I, mm-hmm. I literally was trying everything. I already knocked out mad stuff in LA, mad drugs. And I think the next thing was actually, uh, <laughs> the next thing I wanted to try was actually, um, was it, uh, it was actually strong that I really wanted to try first. Okay. All right. So, so walk us through your first, so the first second, so just so we clear the first psychedelic drug you tried was, was shrooms. Nah, see, that's the thing. That's a good, and I'm glad that I put this in. This is like a little Easter egg in my story. So my plug actually ran out of shrooms. Okay. He ran out of shrooms when I, and he misled me too, because he said he had shrooms <laughs> up until I got, up until I got to the effing door, he, he told me he had shrooms. Then the nigga was like, yo, I don't got no shrooms. And I was like, oh man, this is a setup. I thought I was going to get jumped. You know what I mean? Ooh, and he's like, man. no, I got acid. And he said, oh, you got acid. I was like, whoa. I was like, that, that, see, that was a scary word. Mm-hmm. That was a scary word. Acid, really? And, um, 
So at this point, I didn't educate myself on it yet. So I still had sort of the prerequisite uh, viewpoint on it, right? And so I said, fuck it. I'm going to do acid. I said, all right. Like, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Like, acid. <laughs> yes, sir. Ty grabs the bag. Man. <laughs> and what happens? <laughs> My bad. So this is what happened. So after I did that, um, so I said, you know what? I'm going to take a day and I'm going to trip. You know, I just kind of researched what would happen. They said, I'm going to be out of it for hours. hour. So, you know, I made sure I wasn't working the next day. So he gave me three tabs, which is a, a crazy amount for a first-time tripper. I, I never did any psychedelics at all at this point. Mm-hmm. So I, I also was short, man. And and the thing is, I always had a history of drugs not affecting me like a normal person. I tried Xanis. I tried almost every, I tried every drug, like you think of, like, Hard drugs, everything, mess and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, all these drugs always never hit me as much as the person I was trying them with. So, I was, didn't even have high hopes for this acid. So, anyway, so that's why I took three tabs off the jump. Damn. Which is a crazy amount. Okay. So, I'm laying around, sitting around for like 30 minutes to an hour. Just like, man, I knew it, man. I knew the gym was going to do nothing, you know? And I'm not lying. I remember because I had a map on my, my wall. I had a map on my wall. And I started looking at my phone. I started about to go to sleep. I said, I'm going to Fuck it, I said, this is the drug. Young, the and I still have the same background on my phone. I looked at the background on my phone. The background on my phone is an avalanche. And it was moving. It was moving. <laughs> and, and and I thought that it was one of the motion backgrounds the whole time. I said, oh, the whole time it moved. <laughs> and Young, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I didn't realize that. And I looked at my wall, kind of like, wow, I didn't see that. And the whole map of my wall shifted over and then back in place. <laughs> and right there, I was literally out loud in my apartment by myself, literally just kept saying, no, nah, nah, no, nah, nah. I, it was like five minutes of denial. And I kept looking at the mat and it started moving even more. <laughs> and, dog, I was like, this is insane. And, and so I walked out of my living room. And by the time I reached my living room, the whole freaking room was flying around. It was just flying around. <laughs> and I was like, man. I was in disbelief. I, I just, and, and, and mind you, when you do acid, everything seems super slow like weed, but you start thinking about more stuff. You start asking some questions and you're also extremely, uh, sub, sub, uh, sub, subject to laughter. Mm-hmm. And so I started like just looking around at different stuff, looking at my hand. And, and honestly, I looked in the mirror and I saw scars that, that I thought were healed up, but I still was there. Like, 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 man, look, your vision is way more powerful than you think. Right. Mm -hmm. So basically, all right. So this, so, so after my first, I'm going to get into my first experience, but after my first experience, of course, me being me, I had to research what the hell is going on. Is it a mental game or are you actually seeing what is in front of your eyes? Mm -hmm. I found out scientifically, you are actually seeing what is in front of your eyes. Really? Yeah, so 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 this is what we have by birth. We have something by birth, and this is scientific. You look it up. It's called the default mode network. All right, mm-hmm. they call it DMN. It's called the default mode network. Mm-hmm. What the default mode network is is a default filter in your brain, so you can operate and 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 go about everyday life. Mm-hmm. What it does, it blocks out extra sounds and extra visuals. In order for you to just be a regular person. You know mm, what I'm saying? Mm. Now, mind you, I thought that acid increases your default. Uh, I know. I thought that acid decreases your default mode network. 
but actually it increases your default mode network so that you pick up way more stuff. So let me give you an example. If you're in class or in school and you're daydreaming mm-hmm. and you're thinking about some random shit or whatever, mm-hmm. and someone says like, Rob, 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 mm-hmm. Rob, and, and, and then all of a sudden it gets your attention, mm-hmm. your default mode network was at a, a lower end of the spectrum. When your default mode network is low, you're only able to focus on one thing and you block out everything else. When your default mode network is high, you're able to observe everything. Mm. But as human beings, it's good that our default mode network is low by default because if we observe everything, we'll be too distracted. It's the same reason why if I'm talking to you now and there's a kid across the street yelling, I don't even think about it, even though I literally hear it, but I don't think about it because I'm concentrated and focused on you because I have that default mode network or filter. Mm. All right. So anyway, long story short, I found out, like, put it like this. My vision was so much better on acid that I always would take out my contact. I never needed it on acid. I could see super clear on acid. Get the you know fuck out of here. No way. Man, man, look, man, the human body is way more powerful than we think, man. I promise you. And so, yeah, man, so so I spent hours. I, I was up for an indefinite amount of hours, and I was just crying. I was like, God, I'm so sorry. You got it. You got it. I'm so sorry. I was like, this is so technical and scientific. I was like, I will never question you. It was a, it was an overwhelming amount of knowledge that was coming, that was right in front of my face the whole time. Mm. And it was, it, you know, I had my I had my ups and downs. I was crying, laughing, crying. <laughs> oh, my. And then, look, the funny part is, <laughs> this was a time where, like, and y'all said, anybody can fact check this. This was the time of year when Soldier Boy and Chris Brown were talking about boxing. Right, talking about what? And it was like there was a time where Soldier Boy and Chris Brown was heavily talking about boxing because oh, boxing. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, because Soldier Boy, I guess he, you know, every now and then he pops up in some drama just to stay relevant, and he pops up talking about Chris Brown and Rihanna, and and he did an interview in which he was like, "Tell Chris Brown to hit me like he hit Rihanna. Tell him to hit me like he hit Rihanna." Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm looking at an interview on Acid crying laughing at this joint <laughs> okay like, oh my god it was like and then you know of course okay this is acid is kind of like getting dropped off on earth as a human for the first first time but you still be an adult but you're just seeing everything for the first time mm-hmm. right bruh i started cooking some pork bro i'm not gonna lie I started <laughs> what cooking the fuck pork. dude okay dog mm-hmm. i saw that i saw the ingredients from the seasoning affect the meat when I dropped it on the meat. I saw the meat react to the ingredients as I dropped it. No, bro, I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. Bro. The meat. I started researching this shit afterwards, bro. I had to look at, bro, there's there's vibrational science to all this. Honestly, to be honest with you, anybody listening is honestly amazing. You You can start with the book, How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. It's like this 50 year old white mug. He's a doctor, and he pretty much was so successful that he was like, fuck it. I'm going I'm, I'm to do untraditional shit. I'm going to do acid. And he didn't know he was going to end up writing about it because of his uh, experience with it. And, he, you know, he so he was breaking down scientifically what the conventional world doesn't really talk about. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so so I literally saw the meat react to my ingredients being dry. I'm not lying. Damn, right? okay. I was, man, look, I was able to see everything. The only thing I didn't see which was amazing 
was when I poured water in a cup, I didn't see anything. I just saw the water. I, I like that to the, amazes me to this day. Water is actually clear, bro. Like, like on acid, you could see everything, but water was actually clear. And yeah. And so, yeah, man, I mean, look, look, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, like I could go on all day about this, but, uh, that was, that was my very first psychedelic experience. I could definitely go on all day. Wow. I love that's super dope. That's super interesting, and and you know, um, like you said, as as uh, as society moves forward, um, in many countries that are not the United States uh, or not Western, they've seen, um, you know, some of these treatments have been helpful for some folks as well who deal with certain medical issues. Um, and there's a big debate yeah. about should they be de- should all drugs be de um, you know de legal I mean, you know you know made legal legalization of all drug use and. Um, Whereas, and, and, and also have treatment in some of those countries, uh, have, they found, um, that to be successful. I don't know how that'll work in America, but, um, cause they, some of them that have centers and stuff, you can Google and look it up on NPR, different, you know, the future of drug legalization is such an interesting subject. Um, so moving yeah. forward to your second experiments, you, you talked, me and you previously before we hit record, we talked about ketamine. And for those who don't know what ketamine is, what is that? I don't, I've heard on a Joe Rogan podcast. I've heard it on other places. Um, explain yeah. to me what it is and, and then just talk about your experience with ketamine as we finish up this episode. Oh, okay. 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 Um, and, and, and um, I'm, I'm going to touch on this. I really just want to touch on this really quick. Uh, oh, I do you think? The, yeah. the reason why the, the, the acid and shroom and psychedelic world is, uh, found upon it is it, 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 it's been a setup for years it, it, it's, it's because it's countercultural, which means it doesn't coincide with america's society of money and machinations it, it really makes you want to get down to earth and simplify your life so it's countercultural. um timothy leary actually who was running for government in california he was like one of the big names that got a touch of the stuff but he was trying to promote it too overtly and they shut him down quickly. He should have did it more quietly. For an example, after he had an experience, he actually was running for governor in California and made the song, made and had the Beatles make the song come together because of his trip experience. This is all facts. There's no, it's not like you could actually look this up. Come Together was made from the Beatles for Timothy Leary because of his trip experience that he had. He was motivated to make that song. So that bring, it brings people together. So look, mm-hmm. um, about the ketamine joint. All right, so ketamine is pretty much synthesized DMT. All right. Uh, long story short, DMT is hmm, everybody has DMT within them. It's a it's a it's it's found in our lungs. Recently, scientists found that we make it ourselves in our lungs. But the ketamine is that synthesized, uh, and it probably has a little bit of coke in it. To be honest with you, um, so so it's human made DMT or or ayahuasca type stuff. Um, so, so, so pretty much it's a human-made psychedelic with a little splash of coke in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so so my ketamine experience, okay, so you have two different types of drugs. This is what I've uh, learned from my personal experience. You have the psychedelics that keep you on earth, that literally keep you on earth and um, kind of like just open your eyes to more stuff on earth. Like, like when I did acid, I definitely was like, there's a bigger plan than earth. It was just over your mind. But there's another side of psychedelics that make you leave Earth, literally. I'm saying you leave the universe. You're not here on Earth. I'm telling you I experience it all. All right, I'll start with the ketamine. All right? Ketamine, and I got to think of a name for both. But ketamine makes you leave Earth. So my ketamine experience, which is it's probably like one of the top five uh, strongest psychedelics, ketamine. So look, um, I did it in my bedroom. 
I did the ketamine in my bedroom. My man sent me a package from LA. All right, I snorted it. All right, mm-hmm. I snorted a lot of it, man. It, it, I actually thought it fucked up because my eyes was all red and everything like that. I snorted a lot. Um, my, my, I was used to doing activities on acid and shrooms, so I asked my friend what activities should I do when I do ketamine. And he said, ketamine ain't like that. You close your eyes and you leave birth and you enjoy it. I, I just didn't believe him. I said, what? What do you mean? You don't do something fun while you're high? He said, no, close your eyes and enjoy it. Dog. I never did. I noticed the ketamine. I was in my bedroom. I put my headphones on. I closed my eyes. And off I went. I had no clue what was going on. What happened was, when I closed my eyes, Bro, I'm not lying. It was amazing, bro. I could get emotionally talking about this. Mm-hmm. There was like an, a movie that began coming in my eyelids. It was a movie. And shapes started appearing. And I thought, mm-hmm. I really was like, oh, I, I didn't realize that my imagination was that fire. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm not lying. It's going to be hard <laughs> to explain this, man. Mm-hmm. Dog, the, the colors start coming in. I just start following it. <laughs> All of a sudden. Uh-huh. Dog, I'm not lying, bro. I can't explain it, man. But you can YouTube it. A lot of people have similar experiences. I just heard something say, not in English, but something spoke to me and said, are you ready? I'm telling you, something said, are you ready? Like D-Generation X, are you ready? Bruh, bruh. (laughs) It was kind of like, it was kind of like an are you ready? Like, are you sure? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm ready. I didn't say it out loud. I communicated, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm a regular nigga. Before I go forward, I'm a regular nigga, bro. I'm not, I'm actually pretty smart. Like, I'm not like diagnosed crazy or nothing like that. I'm Mm -hmm. just trying to say that this ain't a special case for me, Mm -hmm. bro. I left my body. Mm-hmm. I left my body mm-hmm. and I saw my body in my bed. And I was like, what the hell? I said, why am I down there if I'm here? And the the, 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 the thing, I don't know what it's called. I call it a spirit. They continue to drag me out of my body and out of this world. And I was in another fucking realm. Mm-hmm. All right, bruh, this realm. And mm-hmm. I want to thank the music that I was listening to. Cause I think that was the only thing that kept my sanity because I, it was the only thing that made me remember reality and where I was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I was listening to Daniel Caesar. I was listening to uh frontal lobe by Daniel Caesar. Fire oh, strong classic. Yeah. And, and, um, the, the song instrument, they started forming. There was a, a orchestra that I saw forming, relating to the song though there was a horn section it was midget it was midget <laughs> short people playing a horn okay hold on hold on hold on yeah go ahead yeah, these midgets <laughs> we gotta we gotta do that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there was a group of midget people doing a horn section it was a group of midget people doing daniel Caesar's voice what i personally th- <laughs> what i personally think i saw was i personally think i saw the procedure of me listening to music from my ears and my body decide if it's good or not i personally saw that just uh, personified through this imagery. I think just for the sake of my sanity. Mm-hmm. And there was a conductor that came to my side and he, he was like, yo, does it sound good? Do you like it? And I was like, like, uh, 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 yeah, it's, it sounds good, but what the hell is going on? And it was like, I was the supervisor of music. Mm. All right. So the notes became, become, became like floating among me and I was able to see the music mm-hmm. and, I can't explain it, but the music was not playing by the second. It was all playing at the same time. I can't explain it, bro. That's why I know time is just a thing for humans. Time is just a concept that that the song was playing at the same time. I can't explain it. It was playing at the same time. The whole song was playing at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so the dude says, are you ready again? I was like, yeah. 
This nigga takes me to another round, bro. Damn. And it was like, bro, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. It was like the best way I could describe it. And, and there's pictures that I show people that, that it's just like this, that people grew from their side. It was like a Lego of waterfalls. It was like a waterfall made of Legos. <laughs> okay. It was, a, it was a waterfall made of Legos and buildings made of colors. And they were all maneuvering like Rubik's Cube. Just like, keep, but it was perfect precision and parallel. And then the dude says, guys, Tyrone's back. I'm lighting out. And the guy's like, and then I hear, Tyrone's back, Tyrone's back, Tyrone's back, Tyrone's back, Tyrone's back. <laughs> and, and, bro, it was like, All right, go ahead. Rob, this wasn't even no dreamy stuff. I was, I don't, I don't like, I'm not like, oh, it was great. No, I remember. It, I, I was there. Yeah. And the guy's like, yo, Tyrone's back. And I was like, at the same time, I was like, what the hell? But for some reason, I still had a feeling like, I had an instinct to say, where the hell have y'all been? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I've been there before. And, and so they was like, Tyrone. And, and the dude said, yeah, we're going to just show you around. And everybody was just working. Everybody was working. Nobody was happy. Nobody was sad. They was just, they was just existing. Mm -hmm. And, and the dude was like, yeah, Tyrone, you kind of just, you've been, you know, giving your credence too much to your flesh, man. They was like, you kind of getting lost down there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what you mean? And they said, you're getting lost down there, man. You come from here, man. They was like, you 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 keep feeding your you, you're losing your balance, mm -hmm. and I was like, so I'm not supposed to be like uh, succumbing to my desires, and it's like you can have fun, but you're doing too much, mm -hmm. and I was like, God, and so so it it wasn't on no moral type thing; it was more for my safety and my health. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, we just don't want you to get lost, mm -hmm. and so I said, hold on, hold on, I stopped the show. I said, hold the f up. I said, who are these niggas and who are y'all boss? Mm -hmm. Right, and so. They was like, we are the people, you know, before I got there, I, I asked them who are their boss. They said, science is our boss. I uh, said, science? I said, what's your job? He said, my job, it was like another dude that I pointed out. He said, my job is to raise the sun. Then I met another guy. He said, his job was to raise the moon or, or do the moon. And when I met gravity. I met gravity. Gravity was like, my job is to keep God down. And I was like, hold on, bro. I said, so y'all just do your job. Y'all don't never, they said, I said, y'all just do your job. Y'all don't never second guess whether y'all want to do it a day. And they said, Tyrone, we don't have free will. You do. And mm -hmm. I was just like, whoa. Mm -hmm. I was like, they said, dog. And they said it like I was retarded. They said, dude, we just do it with toast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? And it was like this feeling that came over me. And I, I'm telling you, if I had to guess it, it was, I was back in spirit on, a, on, a, on another level that they were, they were workers for me. They was like, they were working like in, with the universe and, I was like the boss that's coming in to check on them. Mm. And they were like, dog, yeah, we just wanted to show you around and show you how good we're doing. And anyway, that was before this big, this other big cycle that I did this weekend called the Buffo Frog. Look. So, so slow it down. You, you know, you got the DMV accent. So enunciate it. Yeah. What is it again? Okay. Okay. So, so, so I'm, and I'm going to get to it, but, but this weekend I, I did what they call, I did the strongest psychedelic in the world. You can look it up. It's called the Buffo Frog. Buffo Frog. Right? Bufo frog, yeah, I did gotcha. Bufo frog. Okay, so and, let's, um, let's go. Uh -huh. Yeah, so 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 so, well, finishing up this trip, I'm just kind of like at ease in life because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's gonna be very hard to convince me that there's not a form another form of existence after we leave Earth. It's gonna be very hard to convince me that mm -hmm. based on what I saw. Mm -hmm. All right, now it's not amazing that I had this experience. What's amazing is the people that never met each other that have a very similar experience. To me. It's not a dream. It's 
us meeting at the same spot. And this is uh, why I'm able to. Okay, is, I like that. This is why I'm able to Google DMT trips and see paintings of stuff that I saw, and mm-hmm. I didn't see that before the dream. So dreams to me are subconscious stuff that you already know. How can I have a dream? Even faces and dreams. You've seen allegedly. You've seen all the faces in your dreams sometime in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and so I couldn't have conjured this up. Well, I could have, but what's unique is everybody else conjures up the same thing without knowing that someone else conjures it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What I'm saying is I've never seen pictures of this before I did the trip. Mm-hmm. All right? All right, so now, so they're, they're easing me down. They're getting me down because I'm kind of like, they bring me to this one bridge where I just couldn't handle it. I told them I don't want to go there. They, they asked me, um, do I want to go further? And I wasn't ready. I said, I don't think I'm ready, man, because my brain just said this might be too much. So I told them no. And so, so they eased me back into my body, man, and they dropped me back the fuck off in my body. They Damn. dropped me back off my body, bro. I actually, to be honest with you, and I still have these notes, like, like, and I, my friend can vouch for me. I still literally have the notes right now on my phone. I actually, before they dropped me off, I asked them, can they send me back so I could write in my phone what I'm seeing real quick? And they said they, they allowed me to come back. Mm-hmm. I came back and I wrote, literally, everything looked like the matrix around me when I opened my eyes, except for my phone. Mm-hmm. Everything. And I wrote in my phone what I was seeing. I still have the notes in, to this day. And I had to talk about the soldiers and everything in my notes. And um, then I came back. And so then, you know, that's, that's when the science stuff happened. And then ultimately they dropped me back in my body. So I wake up back in my body, just kind of like, I don't know, just not knowing what to say. You know, I, I get up, go to the bathroom, I'm kind of fucked up. Like I'm, I'm like still stumbling. Cause I'm like, I'm like a newborn deer, bro. Like I, I, I get up and I'm like a newborn deer. I'm stumbling. Like I let a line of walk again. And I was like, what? And I just couldn't sleep. I just couldn't sleep. So I just stayed up reflecting um, all day and, kind of that ease that whatever happens here, it doesn't matter. It's, just, it's actually temporary. And to be honest with you, I really feel like this form of existence is just a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift to enjoy another form of existence. And your job is to give love and to quote unquote party on until your next life. It is what it is. So anyway, so let me get to the Bufo frog. Mm-hmm. Look, this was amazing, man. I'm not going to lie. It was like a movie, bro. Uh, you might have seen some pictures that I posted. I'm going to post a post on Instagram um, as a summary. But I'm not going to hold you, bro. This was a movie, bro. I'm going to try to make this quick, bro, because there's so much to share. Yeah, go ahead. Look, man, oh, my God, bro. Like, mind you, I'm fresh off of this, this trip. So, so, so um, okay, so long story short. Long story a little short. There is a retreat, isolated place in Tennessee in which this was conducted, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have the people that, one one of the main head honchos originated from Mexico. He has, there's a poisonous frog in Southern America, all right, that literally gives off the the strongest psychedelic in the world. It's called the bufo frog. You literally scrape off its back and you scrape its glands and you, you pop it like a pimple. It doesn't die or anything. And you scrape, you put it on the glass, you smoke it, and you freaking take off and you leave this world again. All right, so look, with that being said, that was what we all were here to do. People from all over the, the nation, all right? Luckily, my man Jamie came with me, kind of put me at ease. I was very happy they came with me. Now, this whole setup, this retreat is set up just like a fucking movie. It looks very cult-like. It looks very cult-like. I'm not going to lie. But I don't categorize it as a cult because you're free to go and, and, and back and forth and you're free to do whatever. All right? Now, I'm going to get to the, there's two days. First day, you do DMT. All right, basically. They call it, uh... 
They call it uh, Changa. You do Changa the first day. You could look this up, X-A-N-G-A. All right, you do Changa the first day. Then the next day is the big guy, the Bufo Frog. All right, mm-hmm. so mind you, I'm playing it all, but I'm like, I'm looking around fascinated at this movie-like scene. You got people dressed in all white. You got the hippie the, the, with the uh, dreads, like white looking, but they're actually Mexican, tatted up with the ritual tats and the and the and the diamonds and earrings all over and the the earlobes that's open like the Africans that that, that I think originated that. And so anyway, you got that. You got the regulars and you got the visitors like me, and then you got the regular visitors like Jamie. He's a regular visitor. So check this out. First day, it's time for us to do DMT. We chilling. People were a little late. We in a circle. He gives us a breakdown. Everybody been talking for hours by now. Um, so he gives us the breakdown. He says, yeah, you're going to smoke it, breathe in for five seconds, smoke it out. Then you're going to inhale as much as you can, and, and, and off you go. All right, now, mind you, I'm waiting. I, I just wanted to get back to that ketamine experience, which I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to get some more ketamine for my man because that thing was awesome. So we're, it's like 15 people in the circle, long story short. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut to the chase for the first day because the second day is really what the action is. The fr- now, I'm laying on the ground, 15 people around me doing the same thing. I take the DMT. Now, I begin to take off. I start seeing the same colors that I saw on ketamine, but t- this time it's formed into a door, mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful Lego door. Like, I see the same thing, and I'm like, okay, this is familiar. And I, and I got so happy, bro, because I felt like I was going to see my family again, like my real family, not my fleshly, earthly family. I'm talking about where I really belong. I really felt happy. But as this is happening, there's a guy two people over from me. His name was Alex. He's 22 years old. And this is going to sound dramatic, but I'm not trying to cheat the experience. So I got to kind of really mimic what was going on. This dude, Alex, I'm not lying. This dude started saying, no! No! Jesus Christ! No! Oh, my God! Oh, no one should, no one should have to go through this! No! going on and i was like oh fuck i was like he's gonna fuck up my trip so at that point what i'm seeing in my mind is like the door open and said fuck this and it closed on me it Damn. closed on me and i was glad it closed because i probably was gonna be sent on a bad trip he's like he's like he's equivalent to i wouldn't be surprised if i would have asked him what he saw and he said dude i saw satan bring me through hell and he was torturing people and show me how he tortured it was the same type of reaction Damn. and he started saying fuck you mom Fuck you, you <laughs> bitch. You like, and it's not saying, why did you do that? Bruh, it fucked up the whole scene. Damn. And fucked, but, but, but this was such a loving environment that, that, that the main hosts were surrounding him and they kept saying, I, we love you, brother. We love you, brother. We love you. We love you. It was just very loving. It was, it was just, it was a movie. It was like from a movie. And, and then he kept saying, I'm sorry, guys. But this is that. Like, and he had, I had never, even Jamie said he'd he never seen somebody with that type of reaction to DMT. But I'm letting y'all know, mind you, before he did this, mind you, I told y'all we were talking for hours. I spoke to him personally. He, actually, there's footage, and I'm going to put it up. Me and him, are, he's playing guitar, I'm playing a drum. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we're just chilling. But he did tell me that he came here to get some fucked up shit out of his head. So I was like, okay, this is what he's talking about. I think apparently, uh, uh, his mom definitely had died, but it seemed like before she died... She might have took someone with her, it seems like. Whatever it was, it was some fucked up shit. So anyway, that ruined that trip for me, all right? So so everybody else was, like, uh, enjoying and got the chance to enjoy it a little bit, whatever. The next day, all right, 
Next day, we're still recapping. We're talking to everybody like, yo, what did you see? What did you see? And I'm talking to Alex, the dude that was tripping out. And he's like, and I said, yo, what, what, what was going on? And he was like, he was like, um, he said, I think it's pretty clear what was going on. <laughs> I, said, all right. I said, all right. But he had a good sense of humor because he said, he was like, I can't imagine everybody trying to sleep around me or trying to enjoy themselves. And they just hear, fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and so he, he, but he said it was torture. So I was scared for him for the bufo frog and he was scared for himself. So anyway, nigga, this is very interesting because we all recapping. We already still feel in love because the drug we had to take before the DMT, it puts you in some type of euphoria called Rapa, Rapa or something like that. So anyway, now we're getting ready to do the, the bufo frog. But before we do the bufo frog, it's fine. Yeah, this is wild, bro. Before we do the bufo frog, we have to do a poison called combo in order to clear out our toxins, right? The combo is a poison from the same frog that you put on your skin and 15 minutes later, you're puking up. You're just throwing up. Your, your face swells up. Your body feels funny. For real? And yeah, man. So, so I was kind of worried about this. Shit. So the dude has to burn your skin until he sees the white meat in order to apply the the poison. All right. Are you kidding Facebook. me, bro? Yeah, I'm dead ass. On a and dark skin person like you, <laughs> man, dog. I know, right? And look, and look, I have seven of them. But usually they need to do three burn marks. I needed to get seven. My big ass. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. So they got to burn you to the fucking white meat shows. They got to burn you to the white meat, man, and and, and then they buy <laughs> the medicine. I would, I, I would, I would have left off that. See, see, and I know, understand. But look, though, this is the thing. Okay. Totally get it. <laughs> but I want to say to the audience that, and this is gonna sound. This is uh, this is a bad quote. Scared money don't make money, but I don't mean it like that. I mean like <laughs> you have to take risks and be comfortable in order to get the best out of life with anything. Okay, so you know go ahead. So go into this ridiculous fucking burning okay, okay, your skin okay, okay, to white okay, meat right. shows, nigga. Shit. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so so. so. <laughs> they do it to the white meat shows, all right. Um, and so, 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 so they put the medicines on my on my white meat part. They're like it's on my left arm. It, it looks cool. It, when it, on the hill, it's gonna look actually kind of cool. But anyway, all right. So I'm preparing for the feeling that I'm about to have. I feel it in my eyes. I feel my face swelling up. I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. And I start puking. You know what I'm saying? I start puking up this yellow and green stuff. And I'm like, okay, clearly it's working now. And I'm just like, uh, and, and and you had to drink a gallon of water within 30 minutes before. So obviously Damn. I was freaking annoyed. A gallon of water. My stomach was heavy as hell. Shit. All right. So look, like I said, it was regulars there and it was visitors. So this one guy that was a regular there, he looked like a ginger Jesus, right? A ginger Jesus. And okay. this nigga was walking around. With, everybody was told to bring a bucket, but everybody was sitting down. This nigga was so used to this joint. My nigga was walking around with his bucket in his hand, just watching everybody going like, Ugh, and just keep walking. Ugh, just kept walking. Just, I was like, this dude is different. This is a different sandwich. And so, <laughs> this nigga okay. was, I can't, nigga, so anyway, and so, uh, his name was Alex too. But anyway, so, so we get to the Bufo stuff. All right, man, the, there was three people that did it first. They were regulars. Well, there's still tension among the, the, the new people and me and like 15 other people. And I got a group picture I'm going to put up to on my Instagram. We're still like, nigga, we don't, we looking at the regulars and they're acting kind of peaceful, but we think that they're regular. So, so, you know, we're not sure how we're going to react. Everybody's nervous. So I said, fuck it. I'm going first. Shout out to Jamie. Jamie did kind of volunteer me. 
You know, I went first. I said, fuck it. Yeah. Matter of fact, Rob, I'll send you the two minute video of me waking up out of this, uh, two hours after this. Okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful video. Okay. Um, so look, man, look, man, I, I go first, man. I smoke it like he told me to smoke it. There's a guy, a girl, and they play music and they, they do times around you while you're, you, while you're doing this experience. So you start standing up. You, you start doing it standing up. You book it standing up. Bruh. All right. So this is life changing experience. What I'm about to see It's very life changing. And, um, you know what? I, I really do think a lot of people should, should give this a try. I think the world would be much better. Um, so anyway, so what I see is we're in a forest. The trees start shaking. Like, like the trees not start shaking. Like wind. they start shaking, like, Hmm, I'm trying to think of a video game. You know when you a video like a Sega game when you die and the screen just drops down. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Okay, it's just like that. The trees just drop. Okay, and I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> it, I thought it was gonna last longer than that. Being like 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 aware, I'm gone. So what I can describe what I next see is like. First of all, it just it's just hard to it's. It's, it's hard to explain because it's like, how do you tell, like, a deaf person what noise is? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you tell a deaf person that you're supposed to hear? Like, how do you explain that? You know, you can't. But I try my best. All right? So, I went to another room. I went somewhere else. I wasn't human. I was back to whatever. And it's kind of it was kind of equivalent to if you wake up in a hospital and you see the bright light and, like, bad doctors surrounding you. Okay. Okay. It was kind of like that except mm-hmm. for... I saw the bright light and the doctors were shapes and colors of spirits looking down on me. It wasn't bodies. It was just shapes and colors and presence looking at me. And I know they were looking at me because they were talking to me. They were telling me, I love you. They were telling me, I love you. And I was just like, wow. And I just felt so good and euphoric. And at the same time, I do hear the sounds on earth of the guy doing his little ritual thing. You know what I'm saying? And that freaks me out. But I'm like, I see such beauty that is nothing to be scared of. And like, I was like, there's nothing scary about this beautiful thing. I don't care that I don't know what it is. It's too beautiful to be scared. And so I do see like, like outside of my body, they were like hitting symbols. And I could, now I, now my brain did make something up in my mind where I did see someone hitting a symbol mm-hmm. and it made different colors show up. Mm-hmm. And I just went through like an eight minute journey of heaven. I, I feel like, man, I, I feel like I took a tour of heaven as a spirit. That's just you, man. That's just what I feel like. And um, you know, I, I you know, I just sat there and I started talking to myself and trying to figure out. And I came out and I was given what they call the six mystery. Okay. And um, this is all like this stuff is written from old niggas and Native Americans from years ago, man. It's called the six mystery. The six mystery is giving in order to obtain happiness. All right. Mm-hmm. These people or these spirits told me to, and I was questioning them. And then they said, Hey, th- stop questioning everything. Just, just enjoy it. So I let go and I just started enjoying it. And they was telling me, and they were showing me how much love has been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. They told me, they made me realize, Tyrone, think about your existence. They were like, you are actually a spirit of awareness. That's all you are. You don't work. You don't do no work, really. You just, you're just, you're just a witness. Mm-hmm. When we get hangovers, when our body heals, we don't do that. Our bodies just do it. We just witness it. And they were like, "You're just that awareness spirit." And they were like, "Now, because you're a spirit of awareness, 
that is an act of love from whoever. It's an act of love because we don't need you to, to see it for it to happen. We could just make it happen. You know what I'm saying? But we allow you to be aware that it's happening. That is an act of love. And mm-hmm. they, they see it and maybe realize, uh, Tyrone, if you think about it, you're actually here because of an act of love of the host. The act of love, they go around promoting this frog, living a simplified life, and that's an act of love. And they pretty much told me, dog, your job is to give love. It's a big circle. You're back, you're here on earth to give love, and it goes back and forth circles. And I was just like, as, as dog, I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. that's the best way I can articulate it, but the feeling that I got, it, it was communicating through energy, bro. That was the that was the message they sent me, bro. And I found out that it was called the sixth mystery that was given to me. I don't know why it chose to give me that, but it was called the sixth mystery. I'm going to read about the other mysteries. But anyway, so I hear the music getting louder and louder. It's like the people were bringing me back. Brand, look, I'm not lying, man. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. When I came back, the world, it was like I was dropped back off in my body, and the world came back together in my in front of me like like it wasn't like a vision when your vision's blurry and your vision gets no blurry no the joint niggas heads was attached and leave with it and they came back together and i was like oh my i was like oh my god mm-hmm. and i literally i'll send you my reaction i woke up like i woke up and i said this whole fucking time we got it wrong i said this whole fucking time i said it all out and they were like, yeah, you got it. They were like, oh, you get it. Yes, it's a loop of love. They were like, and it's just, in his friends like rabbits. And I said, Jamie. And I got emotional because, you know, Jamie's an XJW, so he can relate to me more than anyone there. And I just hugged, and he hugged me, and I said, Jamie, we had it wrong this whole time, man. And I was just Damn. emotional. Damn. And he knows what I was talking about because he probably experienced it. But I said, it's not about being selfish. It's not about chasing your dreams. It's about giving yourself a platform to help other people. That's what it is about. You know wow. what I mean? And yeah, man. And, and after that, everybody was clapping. And, and I put, apparently I put everybody at ease that was going to do it after me. And that was my personal experience, man. And I'm not going to lie, dog. Like, I still feel the effects from it. They said you are going to feel the effects like a couple of weeks afterwards. And man, look, man, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm not only happier, but I'm just at peace, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm at peace, and I'm like, you know, it is what it is, man. Uh, yeah, man. But wow. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at, yeah. That, that's deep, bro. So, guys, thank you for following us with a trip down the literal rabbit hole with yeah. my boy, Ty. Wow, yeah, that, bro. that was long-winded. No, no, you perfectly yeah, illustrated. I was walking there with you, and I hope that the audience, when we put this out um, very shortly, they go through it as well. And I want to have you back on. We're going to talk about more subjects that us as XJWs experiences that we've lived. I really want to know about people who've left, because me and you are both, I'm, I, I'll be 31 this year, and you're 30 as well, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll be 31 June, June 12th. Exactly. So me and you will be both be 31. And so, you know, that process of leaving, what happens? A lot of people wonder, like, the scary part to a lot of people in the XJW community, what happens when I leave? Or, you know, this is all about that one little moment in life. But what about the experiences you have as you as you heal, as you become who you are outside of that identity, and as you try to interact with the world and really find your path and however that may be. Um, you know, I may be more a little bit more laid back and conservative. You may be a little bit more exper- experimental. But the beautiful part about it is this existence that we have on this plane uh, in, this, in this universe is something special and unique. And the fact that you put yourself through that experience is something that you can go with um, in the future with and carry it as something very important. So, guys, yeah. um, I hope you guys enjoy the 
this very special episode with Tyrone. I'm going to try to do the best that I can to, to, to produce way more episodes um, because we have a, such a dope group in, in this uh, group that we have, XJW Group. And I'm thankful for you guys following us, following us as we go down the rabbit hole. <laughs>